Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Whatnots Review Show, uh, our weekly book club style podcast here at the Whatnots. We cover all sorts of different genres and mediums, so there is bound to be something for everyone. Feel free to dive in at whatever number you'd like. Uh, but this week, we are talking about season one of My Hero Academia. Yes. My name is Kyle Springer, and I am joined by Melissa Wilkinson. Hello. And for the first time on the review show, Alan Busby. Yeah. I'm going to do what Melissa did. Hello. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> Hello, indeed. Hello to everyone. Man, we've had a wild morning. We've had technical issues, all sorts of stuff. I it, it, We're an hour late <laughs> to <laughs> what, what we when we're supposed to be recording so right now we should be like finishing up our thoughts and stuff but yeah. we're not we're just starting <laughs> you guys don't know that because it's a podcast you guys can listen mm. to this whenever uh but alan yes. how are you how's your weekend I'm, been i'm doing fantastic i got to hang out with you yesterday on saturday and daylight savings hit today, and I had no idea, so I am completely yep. unaffected by the spring forward. And it's yeah. Sunday, so I have to go back to work tomorrow. So maybe my weekend's uh -huh. not as nice as I thought. <laughs> right? Yeah, I um, I'm I'm like nowadays not really affected by the like time changes because it just automatically updates on my phone. Yeah. So it like it my like my dad is sitting there like don't forget to change your clock and I was like geez I don't think I've done that in like yeah I, like your dad should have called years, me maybe <laughs> honestly I don't think I don't think I don't even think I've ever actually had to adjust a clock time yeah wow. one of the reasons we're starting later than usual is that I have an old fashioned yeah. physical alarm clock I don't use my phone. <laughs> And I have to manually set it an hour forward, and I forgot to. So I realized 12 minutes before we were supposed to start recording that, no, I'm just still oh. sitting here eating eggs. I didn't realize what time it was. <laughs> does, your, does your phone battery actually last a lot longer because you just kind of kill it at night? I don't know. I've always done that, so I don't have a, you know, a, a constant to compare it to. I don't have a control group. Oh. I just turn my phone off at night. So I don't know. It feels, I feel like it should sleep like I sleep. <laughs> so that's why I have an, an alarm clock. Good night, phone. Say, Good night, moon. <laughs> Good night, cat. I was going to say, the only thing you could test it to is like, if you've had your phone for like a long, long time, if you have mm -hmm. an iPhone, you can check the battery, the battery oh. life to see what your, uh, what your phone's like natural battery life would be at now. Because as oh, you use it, there's a way to check to actually see what your what your what your now max battery capacity is. Because obviously, the more you use it, the the obviously the lifespan of your battery shortens. So, but I'm I'm yeah. wondering that like if you've had your phone, like I wonder if you had your phone for like two, three, four years, and then you checked it, it's like ninety five percent. Like, oh my god, it works. You can make your phone. Wow, out of, like, I don't. I don't. Know. I don't know. I'm just. I leave my knows. phone on all the time. My phone dies when. I listen to YouTube all day at work and my phone's like, hey, bro, I'm not going to I'm not going to make it. <laughs> Anyways, go on with enough me, about phone batteries <laughs> and all that stuff. What is this school? We're not talking about school or are we? Uh, let's see. Say, say, say the line. Say the line. Plus ultra. 
There, plus there you go. Ultra. That's what we're going to do. Charge up your phones and go plus ultra here this week because we are ta- talking about My Hero Academia. Season one. Season Only one. season one. Yeah, we, we're not up to date on all of that, all of that show, but... Alan, uh, we invited you on. You haven't been on this show yet, but you co-host yes. Crossplay, our I do. video game podcast. I do. Yeah. I, I'm uh, on there. I talk about games sometimes. Indeed, yeah. What have you been playing recently, just r- real fast? Well, I, f- I mean, I play Monster Hunter a lot, and I you am know? slowly working on playing through Devil May Cry 5 to slowly work towards my Platinum. I just finished the hardest difficulty, all S ranked, last night. Nice. Ooh. That's that's right. Difficult. That's, that's it. It was hard. Good stuff, for sure. Felt very cathartic. Uh, well, welcome to the show. We are Thank glad you. to have you. And this mm-hmm. week, we we asked you, since you are our special guest, what should we read or watch? And you were like, I know exactly what it is. It's going to be JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. And then, and then, and then you were like, "Wait, no, my hero, my hero. academia." Yeah. Uh, so here we are doing this. I have to give a shout out to Belinda Garcia because <sighs> a long time ago, uh, when when we almost had her on the whatnots as a permanent member, uh, she was on the captain's log with me, in which. I explained that I don't understand why people like My Hero Academia. <laughs> I had watched season one. I didn't understand why it was so popular. I mean, I, I do, but I it, it just it didn't click for me. So I was just like, I don't get it. Like, why are people so in love with this thing? So this is my second time watching it. Uh, so the first thing I want to ask you, Alan, is why, why, why is this one of your favorites or why, why do you think this is such a good show without spo- 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 spoiling yeah, it? So, OK, so I, I'll, I'll give a little of a story on this because it's actually interesting, too. So I never watched My Hero when it first aired either. I never I sure. never watched it either when it first aired or anything. Um, my Amy, my girl's a brother, was a big My Hero fan. When it like launched and he watched it and everything else and he would tell his friends and myself to watch it. Mm. But because my hero kind of blew up to be this big popular thing, I was kind of a hater where I was like, no, no, (laughs) I don't want to watch my hero. It looks stupid. I don't like it. I think it looks dumb. I'm not going to watch it. And anytime I went to a comic shop to look at manga and I'd see the my I'd see like the little cover art, like clip part, like clip on the books yeah. and i'd be like "Ooh, this this art looks awesome and i pull the book out and it's my hero and i'm like oh no never mind i want to read it <laughs> so i had this dismissive attitude towards like i'm not going to get into my hero i don't i don't want to watch this show and i mentioned this before to I you kyle you. but i watched all of hunter hunter and amy wanted to watch my hero so i made a bet with her that if she watched hunter hunter i'd watch my hero and now my hero is my second favorite anime i love this anime just just the dynamic of how much work goes into the anime and how there's such a cast of characters, but they're all likable in their own way, whether okay. apparent at the beginning or not. I just love this. This show has a good job of making me bust a gut laughing, but also can <laughs> hit me right in the fields at the same time. There you go. So. Good stuff. Good stuff. Melissa. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming this is your first time watching this since you're usually not a big I- anime 
Yeah, not not as much, not as much as the rest of you. <laughs> I a couple of years ago, my brother James was getting into the show and he showed me the first two episodes. I'm like, okay, I understand <laughs> I, what this is. I understand how this is so popular. I see its charms. I don't know if it's for me. And part of that is that I've found as I got into my late twenties and now that I'm 30, like I, I can't get into young adult high school stories as much. I, I just that feel like sense. I've reached a that saturation yeah. point with that in my life. Maybe I'll, I'll get back into it in like a couple years, but uh, high school anime in particular, I feel like I got kind of burned out on because there's so much of that that people try to show to me. I'd really love an anime exclusively about adults. Uh, just 30-year-olds <laughs> in an office again, please. It's, it's out there. <laughs> right. That's I'm going to find it. There. We're going to watch more Love is Hard for Otaku or something. Well, it's, it's because the high school trope is such a is such a relatable demographic to most people, mm. whether you're in high school or not. It's just such a target audience. That's why it's always yeah. set there. That's why yeah, all the big I, I understand movies are PG-13 yeah. instead of radar, because yeah. it's like the audience yeah, people, is so much bigger. People have clammed for more adult. Like, there's some adult anime out there that are more focused on adults. There's just, there's not enough of it. Mm. There's not enough. Yeah, true. Not enough. Yeah, and I'm not saying, like, I want it to be adult-toned. It's like, I'd, I'd really like to be 30 years old and watch a character who's 30 years old. <laughs> so, <laughs> but, now that you've watched the entirety of season one, what are your thoughts? Are your thoughts yeah. still the same? Did they change at all? What's I, up with that? <laughs> I like it. I can, this show has a lot of perks to it. It's so perks complex, like it's almost overwhelmingly complex. I love all of the <laughs> world building, but it's so much world building at once. It's, it's, it's a oh. little overwhelming. I wish the show had existed when I was younger, when I was the same age as the kids in the show, when I could have related to them more. And when I feel like I had more mental space to take on this much information in such a short time, like when I was a student. <laughs> I could like study this show. I could like memorize all of these different all characters better than I think I can now. I yeah, I will give you this. They don't they don't names. do it in season one, but I think they started in season two onward. Every single episode, when you see the character for the first time, it'll have like the little text of telling you their name and what their quirk name is. So yeah. trust me, if you ever forget season two onward, every single episode oh, you will never forget their quirk because it'll remind you every single shot that's that that's kind of nice and it's something they do in season one but they'll do it later on like you'll see yeah. one of the students for a while and then it'll be like episode 10 where they, they get that spotlight moment, moment where they get right? announced yeah. like this is their name and this is their power no no i mean like so like uh the, so the main character just just as a quick example like uh deku so, mm. like, you'll see him in, like, an episode, and, like, the first shot you see him, it'll have, like, the little subtitle text of, mm. like, Izuku Midori, a quirk, you know, his quirk name. And then, like, the next episode, you'll see Deku for the first time, and it'll say the same thing. It'll say Izuku Midori, then his quirk name. And it does that for every character <laughs> oh. the first shot of every episode. Like, the first time you see him, oh, it'll say Oh, it. that might be too so you'll much. So, you'll never forget. Trust me, you'll, you'll okay. never forget. That's an interesting thing, because they do that a lot in comics is the first time you see mm. the character on the page they will have or in, in yeah. that 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 issue they'll have the like this is tony stark iron man you know uh, yeah like, gee thanks uh, <laughs> um, I, i'll never forget yeah right yeah 
Yeah. So that's that's good. Yeah. So I I have to admit, yeah, the first t- time I watched it, I I didn't understand why it was so popular. Um now I I see it a lot clearer of like why this is p- popular. Mm-hmm. It makes a lot of sense. I have a lot of complicated feelings on this show. Uh both good and bad. I I think Uh-oh. at the end of the day the show is good. I would recommend it to a lot of people. It didn't click with me personally. Uh, um, mm-hmm. And the, the, I, 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 it, it's, it's so complicated because I don't think the show is bad at all. It's a perfectly fine show. I also don't think there's things that truly make it a great show. Though, but I know I'm in the minority with that, and I know everyone mm-hmm. out there is is like, "What is wrong with you? I hate the show. The review show. What do they know? They know nothing, right? Um, <laughs> zero stars. Yeah, zero stars. F. Uh, <laughs> Press F to pay respects. Right. Yeah. We're doing we're doing that um, for you at the end of this. But ho- ho- hopefully, <laughs> I I can give you guys some things to think about with this stuff because I I think I, this show just the fact that it exists is fascinating. I just want to ask, is it mm-hmm. is it the story or is it the characters that that prevents you from like really, really jumping on board? It's kind of everything. It's the story, Uh-oh. the characters, the setting, the way they do the superhero tropes, the way that it's an anime. It's Japanese made, but it's Western style stuff. <sighs> it's like there's this this whole like hodgepodge of stuff, which we, we will get into into oh, when we man. Get into spoilers. Uh, and stuff like that uh how about this let's do a brief synopsis because that's what we typically do here at this point in the show uh and then we'll get into housekeeping and spoilers after that okay so i have i have whenever you want i have like some small fun fun facts that are cool about it but whenever you want to get into that i can do that as well We'll we'll get into yeah, that with spoilers. Yeah. Can do, right. would would you mind though yes. doing a brief synopsis of season one? Oh man, that's I see just because like, I'm so into it though. I feel like there's so much I got to go into, but just like high level, like <laughs> what is this show about? What what happens? I, Who's the main character? Well, I'll give you this a really a really easy way to actually sum up kind of the premise of the show is this is pretty much an anime version of pretty much I, I want to say just Marvel, just the Marvel yeah. superhero thing, like an, an anime an Marvel for for weebs, you know. So the, <laughs> the basic premise is that they're now li- they live in a world where I don't I don't think it said how long ago people start to develop quirks, which are pretty much their superpower. And it became a thing where so many people started being born with this abnormality that the the un the the abnormal became normal. Where now eighty percent of the population has yeah. a superpower, and we follow the story of Izuku Midoriya, who was born to quirk parents but never developed a quirk himself. And his lifelong goal is he's pretty much a hero fanboy, and his goal is to attend the most prestigious hero school. UA, my, the My Hero Academia. There you go. Yeah. Uh, so he 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 wants to do that, but he can't really because he doesn't have a power. And so his his dream is like maybe one day, maybe one day. And he wants to be a hero with no quirk, but he he's he's gonna work harder to become a hero without a quirk to prove that you can. Exactly. However, the whole like 
show, I, I guess, hook is that the like big like Superman like he, he, hero all, 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 all might uh, he bequeaths his power to uh, to Deku, mm. the main character. Yep. And um, and he he is like, here, you can have my power. Uh, and then he like he he all of a sudden has this like super strength that he d- doesn't know how to control and do all that stuff. So he has to learn how to use that. And it's still too powerful for him that it like yep. hurts him when he mm. uses it. So he's still like trying <laughs> to not use it and stuff like that. It's 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 actually pretty interesting. Um, yeah. But yeah, yeah, that's a neat take on that, (laughs) especially in that it's not the kind of super strength where he's scared. He'll yeah, it's not like when Spider-Man first gets his spider powers and Tobey Maguire's like wrecking his room because he's like, why am I so strong now? I don't understand. It's like he has (laughs) he's in a lot of danger of hurting himself. This like will overtake and destroy his body if he uses it. But you see, but that's that's what makes Deku a great character because the quirk is so strong for him. You. You mm-hmm. respect Deku because he can't rely on the quirk like everybody else in the world can. Yeah. So Deku has to use his intelligence and his knowledge to be powerful. He uses exactly. that. He mm-hmm. uses strategy, which makes it more impressive. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> That's right. Uh, and then it turns into Harry Potter. Uh, they're they're all at school and they they're, they're <laughs> right. No, uh, they they are at school, but then yeah. So there's all of that stuff with that, but we won't spoil that just yet. But I feel like mm. that's a good synopsis of just like what season one is yeah. about there. Uh, so let's get on to a little bit of housekeeping. If you guys did not know, we have multiple shows here at The Whatnots. You guys can find out more information on our website, thewhatnots.com, as well as your favorite podcasting platform of choice. Just type in The Whatnots and all of our shows will pop up right there. If you like what we do, patreon.com slash the whatnots is where you can support us uh, for as little as one dollar a month, as Alan is pointing out. Um, (laughs) I I, I don't know if you guys will see because we normally have our animation thing that goes up right here right now. Uh, But yeah, you guys throw uh, throw the clip of it up. There you go. Yeah, Uh, (laughs) we we also have a three dollar tier with all kinds of exclusive content uh, and a big shout out to our patreon supporters at the five dollar tier so thank you sam for helping us out and supporting us for so long we appreciate it and we love you a lot so thank you thanks sam uh we also have a twitch page we did we don't live stream this podcast on twitch but you guys can catch us on there wednesday nights Friday nights and Sunday nights. Uh, today is Sunday when we are recording this, and I am in fact going to be starting a playthrough of Breath of the Wild. Um, I've mm. played most of it before, but I've never actually beaten it. So I am starting from square one, and I am going to uh, on Sunday nights be playing that game. Nice. Uh, so be on the lookout for all of that stuff. You guys can support support us on Twitch and subscribe to our channel uh which is the what or is twitch.tv/the whatnots uh 
tier one subscription is about $4.99 a month. But if you have Amazon Prime, you also have Twitch Prime. All you have to do is link your accounts, which is super simple, and you can give away a free subscription to a streamer of your choice. We would love that to be us here at the Whatnots because it does not cost you a thing, and it's free money for us, which then means we can build bigger and better shows for you down the road. And it means we can be plus ultra. We can be plus ultra. (laughs) Indeed. Uh, So, yeah, that's about it for housekeeping. So let us get into spoilers. Hey, here we are. Uh, Spoiler territory. (laughs) We're still we're still here. (laughs) We're still we're still here. You might not be because maybe you didn't see the show. So you're leaving the podcast right now to go watch it and then come back. And we're still here. We've been waiting this entire time. <laughs> it took you a month. We're in stasis. Uh, we've been fl- we've been floating in a tube of goo, waiting right? for you to return. Floating in Jeez, the Stacey, floating in the ether. It's been a month. Okay. <sighs> mm. You just float, <laughs> float, through, float through the ether for God knows how long till somebody finds us for spoilers. Anyways, Alan. Kyle. What, what do you want to talk about first? What what stands oh. out to you about this show? Is is there something that you're just like, oh man, I gotta t- talk man. about this one thing? Well, okay, I wanna I, I wanna throw a couple things at you because I there's one thing Melissa mentioned that I thought was mm. interesting. She mentioned specifically that she wishes she was younger, and you mentioned that you kind of wish this anime was made around like the 2004 era, right? Yeah. So, so a fun a fun fact is that the company that makes the animation Bone Studio, it's actually mm-hmm. funny because they are very well known for actually doing the anime for Full Metal Alchemist 2003 and oh. Brotherhood from 2009. Yeah, good stuff. Okay. So, oh, like, if you've seen stuff. any of their other previous work, like they did cool stuff, I like not. yeah, they like because I think Kyle will know it. Like they did Soul Eater. Like they worked on a lot of Soul pretty Eater's big. Good too. Pretty big title anime, so Bones has a pretty good repertoire behind them for anime they've worked on. So, just a cool fun fact. And then Kyle, you didn't watch the dub, you watched it sub, so this isn't for you. But uh, Melissa, did you ever watch Dragon Ball Z? I have seen some Dragon Ball Z. Yeah, I was alive, <laughs> you know, in the Toonami age. Dragon Ball Z happened in front of the me. the voice actor <laughs> Kyle that voices the English All Might. Is uh-huh. Christopher Sabat? It's Vachita from Dragon Ball Z. Oh wow! Yeah, okay. interesting. That's right. All Might is Vachita. That's why I was when you were like, I watched it subbed. I'm like, oh no, oh no, he didn't get to experience it. Kakarot. <laughs> yeah, no, I I, I, th- I, I think it's it a subbed. pretty good dub. Yeah, the dub is really yeah, good. Yeah, I n- I like um Deku's voice in particular because he's got this like kind of nervous warble to his voice and it took me several episodes before i'm like who does this remind me of who does he sound like he sounds like a a real toned down morty like he's he's in that same vocal range of like oh, i don't know i don't know how to get out of this problem that, i i could see that, that. i just want to be a hero <laughs> it's so before i trans before i mention the thing that we should talk about first for spoilers is uh the mm-hmm. Amy's brother John, who hounded me to get into my hero, he's he's still a big fan of it, but he complains that Deku cries too much. He's a big crybaby. He cries an appropriate amount. That Deku he's... cries too much. 
I mean, look, there, there's nothing wrong with crying and being emotional in those moments. Yep. But yeah, that is also one of my compl- complaints of the show that he's just he like he's such a crybaby in the entire season. <laughs> and just and like, it's funny. I think I'm, it's, I'm it's okay funny. with that, but you, like they they do it so much that it's just like it's, I get it. He's a crybaby. It's baby. funny because all that. my just move remember, on. All my all my even references that where he even tells Deku, "Hey, stop being a crybaby." <laughs> yeah, I liked it. I liked yeah. how earnest he was how rightfully scared he yeah. was about all of these things and i think the show was i like when they would go into like his mutter stages yeah where, like the word mutter just like floats around his head when he gets really into like over analyzing everything worrying about everything yeah. I, I think the show was aware of what it was doing now if he keeps crying this much as the show <laughs> no. goes on and as he does get more used to his power then it yeah see start to so i but in the context he's in in this first season, I get it. I get where he's at. This is the only thing I'll really mention of other seasons is Deku does not cry as often. He still does cry in later seasons, but it is he does cry during admittedly very emotional moments that make sense to be emotional. in. Yeah. he does cry Just a lot fine. in season yeah. one, but I feel like that works because Deku is 15. He grew up his whole life just being quirkless in this world where everyone like pretty much mm. everyone has a quirk and he has been told by his by bakugo and other people like i'm sorry you're a loser and everything else like deku crying up, makes a lot of sense so yeah. i don't hold it against him yeah. because it, it makes sense that this is all very overwhelming to him yeah that's so i i, I think one of my big com- complaints is that this show ends up using technique like storytelling techniques more than it should there's right like so if if i was a painter or a sculptor or something i might have a certain tool or certain technique to help me uh get across a certain point or to like hey if i do it this one way it makes it more emotional or it makes you it makes you feel this certain way or it does this certain thing it achieves a certain goal yeah, and those t- 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 tools and techniques are wonderful, but then when you overuse them, it it, it gets to be this thing that's just like, I get it. Like th- this is a lot. I you, I'm supposed to be overwhelmed here. Cool or like, oh, that's supposed to be cute, and then it's like, okay, you're still doing that thing. I get it. It's cute. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And I think this show does that way too much. Huh. Um, all all of the like uh like art style ch- changes uh when when they have some like w- emotional face and and the, and they're shocked or sad or sh- you know something uh or Deku just being like ah, ah, I don't know don't hurt me I I just want to be a hero it's just like we get it mm-hmm. like you don't need to do it that much but like wow. like like so 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 you mentioned Full Metal Alchemist. I think yeah. they do a perfect jo- 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 job in the, 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 those shows of using that b- 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 balance because there are those scenes when the, 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 they, they're, they're, they're like, you're the full metal alchemist. I didn't know you were so big. And he's like, no, I'm the younger brother. This guy is the full metal alchemist. Yeah. And he's, he's like, what? This pipsqueak? And he's like, don't call me a pipsqueak. Right. And then but he, see, they over, but they the... overuse, but even in full metal, they overuse that and they overuse the humor in full metal as well. 
I I disagree strongly because because that 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 show has a good mix of the really sad emotional moments that will rip your guts out and make you cry then the real light-hearted stuff of like i hate milk and like i am not a shrimp don't call me a shrimp and then and then this like the art style changes and they get all cutesy or or stuff like that and it's 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 a good it's a good mix of that stuff whereas this i feel like does it it's a little too heavy handed with with that stuff and so. Melissa, Melissa, what are your thoughts? Because Kyle and I are on opposite ends of how we feel about Deku's emotions. <laughs> Curious I mean, how I, you I, I, how you take uh, all of it. I just last thing. I I, I, I liked I, him. I don't mean to say I don't want him yeah, showing yeah. emotions yeah. and stuff. I like that. He deserves to have those things and those yeah, moments. Yeah. It's just a little too heavy handed. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, the show is a little melodramatic at times, but I think there's a lot of times when it's very appropriately dramatic. I thought Deku was a very compelling protagonist. Mm -hmm. I liked this take on a superhero world where the ratio is flipped. And like you said, 80% of people have a superpower, even if it's something very minor. Like his mom can make small objects float a couple feet. <laughs> you know, she just uses it to get the salt from the other end of the yeah, table. Like she's right. not a hero. <laughs> she's got this physical capability that not everybody else has and we don't see his dad i don't know where his dad is well I think in, she mentions that in, his dad in had. typical his father has the power to breathe fire but in typical anime fashion deku's father is not seen because anime protagonists <laughs> don't have a father right like they have a father but they're not around i guess yeah yeah you don't get to have two parents yeah yeah but but yeah he grew up waiting for him to like get this a power that he was certain would develop you know it seems like around five or six and is when most kids the get it the latest he of the latest of four latest amy looked this mm. up the latest age they can develop is four they can develop it oh, earlier wow. or they can be born with it but they develop it at the latest of four wow so he's this little kid waiting to get this superpower and he doesn't get it and his mom takes him to the doctor to even like make sure like is is it something like we can't tell that's not apparent can you tell that he has a power yep. medically can you run some tests and the doctor i love the character animation in the show because they're they're talking to this doctor this guy who's on screen so briefly and he's like slouched back in his chair he's his hands like folded this really interesting like asymmetrical way like they took a lot of care into portraying this doctor and, just... and how he's like so checked out yep. he's like yeah no he doesn't have a quirk yeah like there's something in the toe bones that we can use well, to tell if somebody's gonna have a quirk or not he doesn't well because and like he's not he has no emotional connection to deku at all because well, there's that it's like nah sorry ma'am there's there's that great scene where deku's watching the video of all might for like the thousandth time and he's super excited he's like i can't yeah. wait for my quirk and then it cuts to the doctor like forget about it and then just the shock of <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah yeah i and I love that this major moment of trauma in his life is him crying to his mom saying, can I still be a hero if I don't have yeah. a quirk? And his mom starts crying and says, I'm sorry. I wish things could be different. And he grew up like saying, that's not what I thinking. Like, that's not what I wanted you to say, yeah. mom. I wanted you to say, yes, I wanted you to support me. And instead his mom was supportive so much that she like broke down like yeah. oh no oh no this isn't the life i wanted for my boy mm -hmm. like he wants to be a hero i want him to be a hero and i like that he he grew up so affected by this moment that wasn't anything bad it was 
Dickie's a great yeah. mom. His mom's so sweet every time she shows up. Oh, yeah. But somebody just said the wrong thing to him, and he's like internalized that. And he spent his whole life trying to prove that wrong. And his mom, you know, when he does get the power, is like, Deku, I said this thing to you once. I'm sorry I said it. That wasn't the right thing to say. It's great that you have this power, but I should have told you, even if you don't have this power, you can be a hero. I like that we had such a simple human form of uh, troubling past for this character. Well, yeah, so it wasn't like he doesn't have a tragic backstory. He just has like an unfortunate, awkward backstory. That's but that does just as much to compel him to becoming such a passionate hero well that's why i think episode one does such a great job because little kid deku is so energetic and he's so happy Mm -hmm. that you can't help but feel the enthusiasm because if there's any point in your life where you've been super excited about anything you can relate to how passionate deku is and the Mm -hmm. fact that his dream of his entire life was shattered in an instant and people at school made fun of him bakugo treats him like crap his mom didn't say the right thing and the only thing that he held on to was his his admiration for All Might. And the one person who told him, you can be a hero, you have it, is All Might himself. Yeah. So it's that wave where you feel excited for Deku, you feel shattered like Deku. And then when he's crying and emotional at the end where it finally hits him, you feel that sense of happiness because you feel emotional like Deku because he finally was believed in mm-hmm. when no one else did. Yes. Because there's that very yeah. awkward yes. moment where Bakugo literally told Agreed. Deku to, yeah. to kill himself, which was really awkward in the anime. <laughs> but yeah, so to switch off Deku, like, what did you guys think of the cast? Like, not everybody, but like, who were some standouts for good and bad reasons? Like, who did you really like? Who did you really dislike? Besides um, Deku. I, I liked the ice dude, the half hot, half cold or whatever Todoroki. his name was. Mm-hmm. Todoroki. Yeah, he he's he he seemed really cool. Uh I liked him a lot. Like I I liked him and then the girl that was like super smart after they 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 did the uh Yeah. the, the one that was like, "Oh, this is why this team won cuz he did this and they didn't do that thing and this thing." I was like, "She's smart. I, I like her. I want her on my t- team." And I, I mm-hmm. guess her power is creation where she yep. can just make things. Which is neat. And ripped and yeah. ripped her clothes too, yeah. which which fan service moment. There you go. Yeah, there is that. I, <laughs> I like the the twist on her power that she can make anything that she understands the molecular molecular structure of. Yep. So she has to be super smart and well researched to use this innate physical yeah. power. Yeah. Uh yeah. for Kyle those, before those, I think so, were my so the who hybrids. Any anyone that you stood out that you just really hated when they were around or you just didn't care for? Uh, the, the only ones so far, I don't care for the cl- class rep. Oh, I just Ida? don't like him. Yeah. I love him. Yeah, he's my dude, favorite. Ida's the best, dude. I, I just, he, he's just. So, don't sit on the desk. I'm like, you're a fucking dork. Go away. <laughs> like, <laughs> That's why I love him. I love that he's a, a dork who takes everything so seriously, but he's not mean. He's just stern and he's, that like, no, so he does respectful. Yeah. we should be polite. We, we should be well behaved. Like, he, I like that he's from this background of being like the top heroes in the city and like, you know, through being these heroes as family's gotten some wealth but he's like not snobby he's not uptight he's just like i take this seriously 
I want to do a good job. I have a responsibility to do a a good job. All of us do. And he's just trying to corral all these teens into like being upstanding citizens. (laughs) Like in the uh, in the assembly thing where he where he yells at Deku where it's like, and you you've been muttering this whole time. Yeah, <laughs> pay attention. <laughs> he's he's the kind of character that I want to be mean to, but I can't because he's just so sincere and he's so nice. And I'm just like, damn it! Like, I I I honestly don't like you, but uh, you're a good guy, man. Like, I so like, yeah. <laughs> so Melissa, you like Ida? Anyone else that stood up for you that you liked? And then who didn't you care uh, for? Uh, I love Sue. I love the frog girl. That's right. I love that her quirk is just frog. frog. She could just do what a frog does. She sounds like a frog. Uh, yeah, you like the announcer uh, where it's like her quirk, frog. She does what a frog does. That's it. I also love that they have an announcer. Like there's like a weird DJ who's one of the faculty yep. at their school and does faculty things. He's not purely a DJ. He also like teaches or something. Yep. But he's also this over-the-top, like, super-dressed-up DJ who announces every student. It's so strange. It's so great, and he's though. like, yeah, I'm the DJ that you have, of course. <laughs> we all know this. You have to have a DJ. Uh, remember, Deku listens to his podcast. He, <laughs> he, listens, to his sho- yeah. he listens to his show. That's funny. Mm-hmm. Who, who yeah. didn't you care for? Who are you? Oh... I don't think there were characters I really dislike. I think like the the sticky balls kid. Minetta. I, I, I wasn't so. Yeah, I wasn't super into how boob obsessed <laughs> he was. I wish he was a little less perverted, yeah. though. I understand that may come with the anime yeah. territory. Yeah. In Boobs certain are nice. Regards. I mean, you, you, Minetta. You, they you are know. nice. I, yes. Yeah, it's it's, uh, it's, all, it's a little bit much. <laughs> don't don't you like that scene where he. Yeah, but I liked other. Where he grabs Sue's boob at the end when he saves her and it cuts to her drowning him. <laughs> Right. I do like that she drowns him and like says nothing. Shoves yep. his head under the water in the pool and then turns around and starts talking to Deku absolutely. Yeah, just like, just she super chill. React otherwise. Wow. I liked other parts of his character, like how he's like, Yeah, I've got a weird power. I don't know what you want me to do with it. And now he's just like really scared. Like he felt like a very normal kid otherwise. He's like, Oh, like my head makes sticky balls. I don't really understand what they are. If I pull one off, then it regenerates. If I do it too much, I bleed. <laughs> like, like he doesn't say that it hurts. He just it bleeds. Him. It's just he just bleeds. <laughs> yeah. I think there weren't any characters I really disliked, but I think there were because this is a um a class of twenty yeah. kids. Yes. And we see all twenty kids. There are not background sort of amorphous kids. Each of them is a specific character, yep. and there's some of them who I I feel like I just never. Uh, took notice of or like didn't get to spend a lot of time with like whoever that guy is with like the red gears on his shoulders who is like uh, hanging around with like he has uh, the red hair right yeah yeah yeah, there's him axel from kingdom hearts yeah yeah got it memorized yeah yeah right like there's a couple i was telling alan there's a couple spiky haired boys in the class who like run together for me because there's just a lot to take in with this show and if i was 14 and like could get obsessed with this and like i had time on my hands and i had like more mental capacity i See, would know all of them i do yeah. i do like i, I do because you, you are right so yeah it's uh the, the ones that run together in terms of hairstyle is bakugo 
um, Kirishima, the Axel guy. And then I actually forget his name. It's the electric power guy. Yeah, electric boy. Yeah. 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 And then they've got like other characters that we don't get to spend time with. Like there's like a flesh shark. Kaminari. Kaminari. Like a shark. Kaminari. Okay. Was his name. The invisible girl who all we get to see of her is her gloves. That's her, her, uh, that's, right. that's all. And, like you I get, kept forgetting that's, that's she was there. That's all you get to see. So okay, which I guess is the point. So yeah. yeah uh, the the one thing is like even with the spiky haired characters, the fact that they look similar, even if they do look somewhat similar, everyone does stand out though in their own way. Like mm. even though those three have spiky hair, you still like once you learn their name, you still know that they're they're very identifiable by how they look. And yeah, there are a mm. lot of characters that don't get. A lot of screen time like um see i don't remember all their names because they're not the bigger players but like the guy with all the arms yeah um yeah. the invisible girl i i have their names i'm trying to remember uh the you don't actually see him he doesn't actually have a name yet it's the guy that kind of looks like has like kind of like almost looks like patrick when he's in his pinhead form yes yeah that guy yeah, i forget I've his name wumbo these these characters do get more development, but because season one's only thirteen episodes, it doesn't focus on everyone, but they're still there and they're around. They yeah. do get quite a bit more development throughout season two and especially in season three. Um Good. You guys mentioned your characters. I I'm a big fan of Deku Deku's my favorite just because I feel he's so relatable emotionally and everything else that I just yeah. always love him. Um I also I I really love I it's the it's the trio. I love Ida because I Ida's just amazing. And I love um Uraka, the zero gravity girl that Deku has a crush on. Yes. Yep, I love she's I love her. She's so sweet. I think she's great as a love interest. Oh, yeah. Uraka is amazing. I love the scene where Deku's at the school at UA and he's like, I'll take my first step, and then it cuts to I guess I'll die here and she saves him. <laughs> yeah. Now, no one mentioned it. I when I first watched my hero, I hated like I could not stand Bakugo. I hated him. I not, he's not, a lot. Not a big fan of him. He is yep. a lot. I I think he has a lot of potential though. He could yes. go like he what's interesting yeah. about him is he could go so many different directions of like yep. you could finally yes. see him turn and start to be inspired by by Deku and like actually turn out to be a good hero he could still kind of have the attitude and be the like anti-hero like I want to do good but I'm gonna do it with an attitude you know they Um, they do they mm. do a good job with Bakugo where he says I'll kill you and people are like that's not very hero like yeah or or he could absolutely like that his villain right and it's just like Right, and his classmates have him clocked immediately, like, oh, we know that you are a problem. Like, you're still one of our peers. We're going to work with you. We want to like you. We are all aware you have an anger issue, and you're going (laughs) to need to get it under control. So so just just starting season four on Hulu, seeing, not not spoiling anything, but like seeing a Bakugo's character throughout season two and season three, going back and rewatching season one, Deck or Bakugo is still a lot in season one because he's at his he's at his I'd say his most angry like his irrational mm-hmm. anger. But because of how Bakugo develops, I started to understand how he was, and I actually did not dislike him after rewatching season one by seeing the later seasons. So yeah, it 
and and like Kyle, you mentioned Todoroki, not spoiling anything else, but like Todoroki, he's really focused on in season two. So if you really like him, season two will be right Ooh. for you because Todoroki is a bigger focal point in season two. Nice. Nice. So yeah, I they nice. talk this... about something in the art. Uh, yes. Speaking of characters, okay. we haven't really mentioned All Might yet. Yes. Um, yeah. So here's here's something else that I don't really like about the show. I don't like the way All Might looks. And I'm not saying that in a, like, I don't like his costume or something. But again, they're doing something very particular with his artwork, whereas he is in heavy shadow. Like, the yes. deep yes. blacks are there all the time. And if, like, in Western-style comics, when when we had that art style very prevalent, that was in the, like, 90s and stuff like that where it was these like really really deep blacks where there's supposed to be shadow but there really shouldn't be that much shadow and it's just like how is this yeah but what it does is it creates this really harsh uh like these harsh lines and these harsh shapes and stuff like that and it doesn't read as heroic it does hmm. not read as the like, I am the symbol of peace and hope. It, it seems more sinister, which might be a way that the show is going. Who knows? But like it, it, it is something that's like, oh, and then he shows up and he's saving people and he's smiling. And then they show him and they're just like, that guy looks evil. And I'm, I'm, I'm just I, like, there's, there's I, something wrong here. Like there, there, there's something up. With, I understand. Yeah, I, I, really, I understand what you're talking I really, about. I really I get it, it, but I never thought of that way. Yeah, because like what it read of, like to me is. You can go ahead. I, I, I was just going to say, think of Superman, <laughs> like when, when they show him in comics, yeah. like he he's he's much uh, like he, he's he's still built and he's still strict and stern when he's upset or right or or needs to focus but you rarely see him in that harsh shadow unless it's a story of like, uh-oh, Superman is evil. What do we do? Yeah. Yes. So it's just like, <laughs> I don't know about understand. this guy. When I looked at all the shadows, it made me th look at him as something mighty. Yeah. Something like a natural force or like a massive piece of architecture. Like he's like a skyscraper or a mountain or something. It makes him look mighty and it makes him look strong like he's this thing that like light bends around in a different yeah. way like he's that powerful mm -hmm. like he's that commanding and for me that was a a compliment to how withered and weak he is when he can't sustain that form like it didn't read as a sign of malevolence to me it read to me as a sign of this like implacable like resolved strength like something that could not be broken yeah. it's you know to defeat all might would be like to defeat a mountain so yeah which, which yeah, i, I do, so i'm it, i'm i'm with melissa because i i never saw all might as <laughs> malevolent i i'm with melissa we're like like when you look at how all might in his muscle form is drawn versus everyone else all might looks radically different because he is he is the He's thing that so stops yeah. ev everything like, yeah. like when they're when the USA is being attacked, everyone is scared out of their minds. But when All Might shows up, besides Deku knowing the secret, everyone else is like, oh, we're fine. It's OK. Yeah. All Might will handle it. He, we're fine. 
because you see yeah. all my Which, you see these muscles and these lines and you're like yeah this shit's going down i i i i, I think you guys are both right he is d- yeah. drawn differently and i i like that they're do- doing that Again, it's just one of those things of like it's a little too much. It's a little yeah. heavy-handed. So, mm-hmm. Like you, you can still get that same effect while not having as h- harsh sh- 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 shadows, and you yeah. can yeah. still be like, "Whoa, he's different." Like light goes around him I, differently, I, but it's just it's so harsh that when he smiles, it's just like this guy looks I, see, evil. I like, love I, how I, all might look. I love it. I love how he looks the i'll give you this so so reading reading the reading the manga um i'll read i'll give you this there's a supplement part where the creator talks about the characters and it says so kyle you mentioned the eyes right so it says this the whites of his eyes are all black when in his true form skinny he's so gaunt that they're perpetually in shadow only his pupils glisten reflecting the true strength and dignity of the symbol of peace it's like everything that his muscle form represents is condensed into those pupils but I'm really not good enough. I'm really not a good enough artist to properly express that. And I'm sorry. Interesting. Oh, so, yeah, in- I don't know if that like puts more perspective and like maybe that's why All Might's not qu- like he works, but not quite clicking with you like that. It's, that could mm. be a reason why. Yeah, like I mean, like back in the 90s in Western c- c- comics, when that art style was very prevalent, it didn't necessarily mean things were evil or sinister right but it was this art style that made things look edgy and cool and like oh this is some sick Mm -hmm. artwork but unfortunately you also (laughs) got like sick artwork and then a lot less story uh and so it was just like these cardboard cutout characters which i don't think we have here in all might's case like i I really do Mm. think it is meant to be this like look how ripped he is look how different he is like he's so he's so uh strong or mighty or just just completely on another level compared to everyone else that it is so dramatic yeah where where i i think it's that but it's we we don't know because there's this whole mystery of like okay okay so he has a quirk but he has the ability to pass it on which is interesting there's a mystery going on there i haven't really explored that yet and so with like that mixed with this art style i'm like okay i don't trust you but we're like I'll, I'm 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 just gonna be cautiously optimistic that you're a good g- 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 guy and you really do want <laughs> the best here, but I'm being cautious just oh. in case. And it, okay, Lewis already mentioned it. <laughs> I do love the stark contrast where All Might is very boastful. He's loud and he's super energetic. But then the second he reverts to his his his, his true form, the skinny version, he's kind of more nonchalant he's not as high energy he's kind of like yeah this like is this is guy me with with jareds when, when he's his like emaciated self <laughs> like i like i love the contrast i also like sometimes how he's like i love the constant like i am here or like when he does the the training course thing where they do the mock battle i love how he because aizawa their their other teacher they have their homer teacher uh, aizawa I love how mm-hmm. Aizawa is so serious and kind of dreary. Yes. But then when All Might busts through the he's door, it's, I am Batman. here to teach. <laughs> dreary. Yeah, he's, he's the Batman to his <laughs> Superman hand. 
Would you? Uh, yeah. Would you, so we didn't see too many teachers. The only real teacher we saw excessively was Aizawa. What'd you think of him? I liked him a I lot. I liked him a lot. There's something about his character design that felt really familiar to me. Like, I don't know if there's another character in anime that he looks like or if like one time I followed somebody on Tumblr who was super into drawing him and I didn't know who he was and I had no context. But looking at him like I had such deja vu, like I've seen you before. Why do I feel like I know you? I like his character. I, I think he's a great example of how this show balances its tone. I don't know if it even is super well balanced, but it's got these two areas that it's playing with where it's it's so silly. A lot of the powers these kids have are very silly. We talked about the kid who just pulls sticky yep. balls off of his head and he doesn't know what they are. And then they're replaced with more balls. <laughs> and he's in a scene with a frog girl. Like it's preposterous, but there's also this undercurrent of how much harm powers can do, even if they are very silly. Yeah. And that's what he does. Like he takes the kids out day one. It's like, I'm going to, we're going to do like a track and field day. Try as hard as you possibly can so that you know what it is that you can do and you're aware of what your top limit is so that you don't push yourself too hard and that you don't hurt somebody. Like you, if you know yeah. you can throw something uh, thousands and thousands of feet, be careful if you need to throw something in the future so you don't hurt anybody. Yep. This whole show is like so aware of danger and so preposterous and like outside of any human realm at the same time. Yeah. You know who he looks like? Who? He looks like Vincent from the Cowboy Bebop movie. The like villain from 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 that. He has the, the like yeah, Cowboy Bebop movie. Dark I don't know, that looks hair. Like he like he just like that scraggly hair. Go look him up. You, I I, I just typed yeah. in Cowboy Bebop movie villain because I didn't remember I his, do, his name and he popped up right there. I do truly like what Melissa said about the powers. Like I like how Aizawa himself has I feel like such a simple quirk of like oh uh, eraser. Yes. But when they're at USA and he's fighting, it's so cool. It's so well designed. How Aizawa just has the goggles to hide his eyes, and you're like, man, why does he look so sad? But it's his power that does it to him, that his power that you don't always see eyes, adds eyes to his out, character yeah. design. And I, yeah. I, I also love cool. the scene yeah. of Aizawa like, fighting everybody off. I, I love I love Aizawa. He's he's great. I, when he's first introduced, he's got this very long scarf that he wears around his neck. And it said that his name is Eraserhead. Yep. And the show has already been so ridiculous that I'm like, oh, his he, his neck has been erased. <laughs> like he doesn't have a neck. <laughs> Like he's going to take that scarf off. It's going to be like that whole floating head. tail with the green ribbon. Right. He's just a floating head. And I don't know how that means anything for his superpowers. But I'm certain. <laughs> I'm like, that's got to be the level the show is playing at. You have a character whose head just isn't yeah, I, attached to his body. I truly feel yeah. like the str like the story of this of the anime gets better. But like this, the strongest part of this entire show is its cast itself. Like, yeah, like. Even if you if you look at it like my favorite thing about it is I love watching episodes, seeing characters interact and goof off and have fun like the class just like you get that cool contrast where Uraka shows up and she sees Deku and she's like, hey, it's falling boy. And it's the whole laughing thing and they're joking around. Baku goes angry looking at Deku. And then you have that contrast of Aizawa being like, oh, it took you eight seconds to be quiet. Can we get started now? And they go outside and it's that serious <laughs> thing of like, you were there the whole time. <laughs> he's in his like zipped up well, sleeping. God, I love that he's, he just lives in his sleeping bag. 
such a disaster. Why? <laughs> he has no sense of self-care. Who is this man? What does he do outside of working well, hours? Well, remember when they're tr- so- when they're trying to decide class president, what's what's his I would do? He goes in the sleeping bag, like make it quick. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you guys do it. <laughs> like he, he really cares about some things and doesn't care about other things. This every character feels very rich. Like this is why. Uh, I was okay with Bakugo's characterization because, like, I know there's something coming for him. Yeah. Like, how you mentioned his potential. And, like, I know this kid has something in his past that we are going to get to that may not validate his behavior, <laughs> but will explain it. Well, like, we're going to see the full picture of this guy at some point. And I yeah. know right now what I'm seeing is just, like, you know, one context of, like, one 10-month period in his teenage years and all those flashbacks to when he was a kid. He's always been a jerk, but like, I know there's going to be something that like adds to this, adds dimension to this. Like every character feels like they have dimension or they have a spot where dimension very clearly will be added next season or the season after that. Mm-hmm. Man, indeed. See, uh, yeah, Vakugo's character is so fantastic. Like, like now, like, like I said, watching later seasons, like now I, when I, when I see Bakugo angry, it's it still doesn't quite justify why he's angry, but it makes a lot more sense. And I'm like, I get it. Like, I get why you're like mm-hmm. this, because even from the mock battle, yeah. you understand that, like, one of Bakugo's problems is he feels like Deku has lied to him his entire life about having a quirk. Yes. And even when Deku tries to tell him, Deku says it wrong and he's like, I'm going to beat you. So he doesn't even they don't even quite work out their issues they have with each other. So it's yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, I I liked how the show threw characters together in different ways. I like that we have that uh, battle scene. Uh, th- well, that 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 battle task where they yep. have to like they're split into two teams. You know, they have to go and infiltrate this building, and like one character is playing a villain team, and we have a hero team. And that's we put the main character against his main rival, teamed up with his love interest. Like we get that important characterization, and then the next big battle scenario when they're in uh, the unforeseen situation joint. And they're like, that also stands for Universal Studios yep, Japan. Yep, Universal Studios like Japan. That joke. USJ. I like that he's with just side characters who we've never seen before. I mean, we've seen them, but like they, we know what their powers yeah. are. You know, we've seen them in the role call of the fellow peers, but like we don't, they're not really friends with Deku yet. And we see him thrown together yeah. with these side characters and they become friends. I like 20 students in the class might be too many, but I like that they keep getting jumbled up and thrown together in all these different combinations. And we can't really settle into, okay, we've got this three person protagonist team who's always together. And then there's an amorphous blob of other students like, no, they all get to be somebody and we see all of them play off each well, other. Well, that's the great part about USJ is because you see Deku, as you said, you see Deku with, you know, you assume the main established hit like heavy yeah. players. But then in the USJ attack, Deku never interacts with uh, Ida. He never interacts with Uraka. Mm-hmm. He doesn't interact with Todoroki. He somewhat interacts with Bakugo, but not really. You get Bakugo yeah. with the red haired character. You get um, Uraka with some of the other characters. And then you get Deku with um, Asui and shockingly Mineta who you were like oh this pervert character who doesn't matter they're given context by interacting with Deku <laughs> to see how they all work it's an earlier scene the part that I love about Deku's character specifically is he has this quirk but he can't use it 
So when he's when they think that they're going to get expelled by doing bad in the fitness test, it's that great part where Deku is going to throw a full part to break his arm and Aizawa stops him and kind of yells at Mm. the opposite thing where All Might just believes in him. And Aizawa's like, no, who are you going to help? You can't help anybody. Yeah. And it's that great contrast. And it's that amazing moment where Deku is like, he's depressed and he's like, how am I going to do this? I have to give it my all. And he does. But it's that great shot of he uses the tip of his finger to throw it. And yes. it's that great moment where he clenches hands and he's like, see, Aizawa, I'm still standing. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it just, it makes it's me tough. just love Deku because it's like he's, he can't use the power. So when All Might says, yeah, every person who wields this power makes it their own and improves upon it, Deku can't necessarily improve on its power. He can improve on its utility. And that's what I think makes yes. Deku having the power very unique. Mm-hmm. I love, I love good, it. Good point. Indeed. Love it. I want to talk about uh, something else that I thought was really fascinating about this show. And this is kind of what I mean when I have complicated feelings on Mm -hmm. this show. I've I've mentioned a few of them, uh, but what's what's interesting to me about this show is, number one, that it exists. We rarely (laughs) get superhero stories coming from japan and if they are Mm -hmm. they're not really in the mainstream we don't really hear about them they're not popular yeah um, stuff stuff like that so the 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 fact that this is a superhero story coming out of japan is like oh what is this tell me more Uh, (laughs) what are you doing over there yeah so uh, I I guess to help give some context to like post-war society here in the United States, we see the rise of superheroes. He- we see the reaction to the mm-hmm. nuclear bomb be like, "Oh no, I fell in a vat of nuclear waste. Now yep. I have superpowers, and I fight yeah. for truth, justice, and the American way." Um, <laughs> and and on the opposite end of the spectrum, we see Japan reacting with kaiju. Of these giant monsters mm-hmm. c- c- coming to attack and destroy their city. And even when they do more superhero-like stuff with their all, I, I don't even rem- know the right name. I think it's the like Super Sentai, like Power Rangers the Sentais, style yes. stuff. Yeah. 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 Um, like they, they have some superhero stuff like that. But then you also see them get into these big like mechas and megazords and stuff. And then they fight these giant monsters yeah, and, the and Sentai, stuff like that. Go, 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 the go Sentai, uh, as far as I know, like there's a whole world of Sentai like I've never encountered. But a lot of it is we use technology. We use devices. We use something like an alien gave us. I can't really name any Sentai who have innate biological superpowers that they were born with. yeah yeah or you get or like, like just kind of ghosts and supernatural kind of aspects as well or like things that like no matter what yeah. you do you can't explain them yeah or like think of ultraman his power is he gets big and he fights off giant monsters right like uh a- kyle mount lady gets big too okay come on I'm I'm not saying he's <laughs> no, the I know, only I know. one. I'm not no, saying I know. But uh yeah, so like it it was it's a completely different response. And so when I he, see or he, he, he hear that some J- Japanese superhero story has gotten popular, I'm fascinated and I want to know more. I think what disappointed me mm. with this one is at, at least in season one, the setting almost doesn't matter. This could be in New York 
This could be in London. Yeah. yeah. It could be anywhere. So it's not uniquely Japanese, which it, it is, is like, well, if I wanted a story like this, I could just go read Marvel uh, and do all of that stuff. <laughs> On top of that, I, I don't think they're really doing much that's new in terms of tropes on 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 top of that we've seen the like super yeah. mm-hmm. teens we've seen the super hero school we've seen them learning to control their powers we've seen the like revolving door x-men with there's 20 k- 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 characters yeah we've seen the batman superman dynamic like we we've seen most of this stuff and so it's it it acts as a great love letter to all of the marvel comic stuff which is what you said and actually on the creator's wikipedia page it says that he is a fan of american superhero comics specifically marvel yeah Um, well and 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 the create and the creator is also a big fan of origin stories that's why the first episode is izuku midoriya origin origin yeah and Mm. so like it's again he's not doing a bad job like he's killing it this is wonderful stuff but i'm kind of disappointed that it's not it's not something that that i'm i'm disappointed that it it, it is so similar to the stuff that i already know when when they had this opportunity to be like make this Mm. uniquely japanese make this something that Mm. i can only get in in anime or or a manga or or something and that i can't get in western comics and stuff so i i i that i think is my main thing of why i felt this show was just a little bit lackluster of of like it's it's doing a good job it's solid yeah but i've seen this a million times See, maybe that's where I'm different from you, because like as we've already mentioned before, like I I haven't watched all the Marvel movies. Like in the West, mm-hmm. in the West here, I'm actually not like the biggest fan of like the Marvel and DC movies. Like I don't watch the DC movies, and I don't watch a lot of the They're Marvel movies. Yeah, anyways, you don't need to watch the DC ones. <laughs> yeah, like I don't. There's like as I mentioned before in another show. Like I don't. There's so many Marvel movies I haven't watched, and yeah. the only real thing I watch is anime mostly. And any other anime that I've watched is none of them are like my hero. Granted, my hero is like Marvel over here. Mm. But since I don't read like the superhero comics, you know, like Kyle does or watch all the Marvel yeah. movies, like pretty much most everyone else over here does. My hero, granted, it does similar things, but it feels unique to me because I'm not I'm not That's super fair. on board with our Western content. So to me, my hero feels uniquely its own. And even then, like even the Marvel movies I watched. I'm going to be honest, I don't care much for any of the characters. Like, watching the Marvel movies, like, yeah, I like Ant-Man, he's funny, but, like, I don't really care for Captain America himself. I don't really, I like the idea of Tony Stark, but I'm not, like, in love with this character. I like Spider-Man, but, like, I don't like, I don't like anybody else. Like, I don't care much for Doctor Strange, I don't care about all these other characters. So that's why, for me, My Hero is great, because I watched the first season, and every character that it took its time of its 20 classmates to focus on i found everyone it showed me besides bakugo to be enjoyable and unique and likable that i don't have Mm. from the marvel movies like if i want to watch a movie that i enjoy i watch spider-man because i love him or ant-man because he's funny but like my hero 
whoever they're focusing on, I like, I enjoy them because they feel unique to themselves. And that's probably just only because I'm not deep into our own culture. So that's why it doesn't feel like, oh, I've seen this before. Not that that's wrong. That's just how we come at it differently. Yeah, totally. Because while while you read comics, I just read manga and no other manga I've read is like (laughs) this. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I understand. Yeah. So, so about, what about it, you, it, Melissa, for like anything you've experienced <laughs> or anything else? Um, uh, I agree with Kyle that this uh, I don't think it does anything revolutionary to the genre, except for that it is unique in its cultural background. Yeah. This is, you know, we don't see this genre coming out of Japan a lot. And it is a loving homage to the world of superheroes. It doesn't do anything new, but it. it on a broad scale, but I like little choices that it made. I like how conscious and aware it is of the consequences of all these powers. It's really putting a lot of thought into it. And it's like funny, goofy, speculative thought where we have like really silly powers going on. Yeah. But we also have very dangerous consequences of these powers. Like one of the superheroes we see briefly, like living and fighting in the city at the beginning of the show is Mount Lady, yeah. who's a woman who grows giant. And she only grows to that one size, it seems like. This isn't like an, an Ant-Man or, yeah. or a Wasp or a stature character where she can vary her sizes. She gets to one size. And there's this villain attack, like, in the middle of this crowded part of the city. And she, like, steps up. You know, her giant form walks up. And she's like, oh, I can't go any further. I need, like, she's like, I need two lanes of traffic space to fit my foot in there. <laughs> I don't have that space. If I take one step further, I'm going to crush a car. I'm going to damage property. I could hurt somebody. I don't know if that's worth it. She's like, I'm sorry. I want to help, but I, I can't go further than this. Yeah. Like there's a lot of, I like choices like that. Like it's the thought put into like this very fun, speculative. What if we can do anything we want with these superpowers thoughts and what are the actual ramifications of what it is that these people are doing? Yeah, that's yeah, because th- that's the other one I think of, too. Like, like, again, the co- the common one is like Deku can't use his power. He breaks his body. Aizawa can't always yeah. use his power because it dries his eyes out. Like everyone, like <clears throat> people have such great powers, but they can't like Bakugo has an incredibly powerful quirk, but he's hot headed and kind of aggressive. So his power could probably be better in someone else's hands. But it's in Bakugo's. So if Bakugo gets over his pride, that quirk could be unstoppable. So even if you have yeah. a great power, there is either some downside. Great like responsibility? Ida, like, yes. Right? Yeah. Like, Which like, is, Ida, I think, Ida one of the major fast, tenets of it. this show. Yeah. It's about teaching the kids to be responsible with these powers that they have. It does make you kind of wonder, yeah. though. Like, Bakugo with explosions in the hero course, but the one guy with the tail... He's also in the pro hero course. What's the, de- What's the deal with the guy with the tail? Because I kept seeing him, but I, I don't know if there was a clear illustration of what he does or if there was. And I just like wasn't he, paying attention. He has a tail that he can control that he that uh, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. There's a, he the, has a tail. The way powers display the way powers displayed themselves was fascinating because like the characters had so many different physical oddities to the point where I'm like, are you a human? Are you a human whose quirk has like changed your human form so much 
or are you an, a different type of being entirely? So, uh, Kyle, Melissa, since we talked a lot about this, the one thing I want to ask you is, um, I guess two things. Does this make you interested in watching a little bit of like, do you, are you planning on watching more or are you like, you know what? It's not for me. I'm going to jump off now. You, do you want to start? I'm, I might, I might watch some more. Like there is the show laid out a lot of stuff that's intriguing to me. And you sent us a, a link to where we can read the manga and you sent us a couple pages that you thought illustrated something interesting. And I was struck by how similar this is to the manga. Yeah. It seems like it's a pretty close adaptation. Yes. And I thought how I might be able to absorb this story better if I could read it at my own pace and like really study and like sit down for a second. Like, OK, this is this guy. Say his name a couple times. <laughs> so you remember it. This is what he does. Yep. Yeah, and honestly, from uh, from reading the manga chapters that cover season one, it's it is almost exact. Like some lines are mm. changed a little bit, and everything else, but pretty much it's that's cool. It's it's damn near absolutely faithful to what happens. Wow, Kyle, what about you? Uh, personally, I don't think I'm going to continue on, but that's just me. Maybe one day down the road, yeah. I'll, I'll get back into it. Um, we'll review season two. No, uh, we could. Yeah, I, I mean, I like the, that's that's the thing is I I am a big c c comic book nerd, so I yeah. I read a bunch of c comics, and I I just feel like there's better stuff out there. Yeah, um, or, I mean, or, or not even better stuff, but stuff that is ju just as good or yeah. does this exact same stuff for okay. multiple characters and. Stuff like that. So, so the so then with me. with with that my my only other addendum is Kyle. Since you think you'll jump off after season one, what would you want out of season two? That like uh, I mean, obviously the question. uniqueness. Mm. Like, what would you want season two to focus on specifically to add or erase or something that would kind of jump you back in? I, what so would you want? One from of my favorite two? things about this show has been them actually in classes and in these training exercises and stuff like that. Like I like yeah. them actually learning things and mm -hmm. having to deal with these situations. Like I think the end narration uh, at the end of season one when he's when Deku's like, yeah, looking back, uh, like the world of the pros like we had no idea what we were getting into like all of that stuff i love it like yeah that stuff is wonderful because i i like them being presented with a challenge that they maybe they think they know because they're hot headed right or or they think it's one thing because that makes logical sense but then they have to learn to think about it differently like those kinds of ch of challenges are fun i think also them having to work together and learn like hey you have this power if i raise you up you can go do this thing which will alert them and and it's this big like rube goldberg they, they did some stuff like yeah. they did some stuff like that a little bit too that's that's what's yeah. great yeah so i, I yeah i'd I, love I, to I see just to, to finish up yeah. like i i'm i'm wanting them to get more adept at that of like they are actually yes. now a team and when they go on one day to the pros and they like two or th three of them r r respond to some 
crisis or something, they'll be like, Haha, "That's you. Uh, we're we have a fastball Dude. special c- c- coming up, right?" And yeah, they, like, okay, exactly. They have that's some what special I want. Move like a, that only works. Yeah, because then then I was gonna ask Melissa, combo. like, is there anything specific you want out of season two? Um, I would like to get to know this class a little bit better. Uh, I mentioned like I. I know there's more to Bakugo. Like I know like the show like has it planned and it's just waiting to show me that hand. Yeah. I want to get to know the other students better. I would like to have more context to like uh, their everyday life at school. Like some of my favorite stuff in any X-Men story I encounter is the danger room. Mm -hmm. Like I love Uh... just, we're here to explore our powers, what they do, how we can learn to use them adeptly and how we can learn to use them together. How can we team up? I'd like to see them talk to more of um, the other superheroes in the city. Like I mentioned, Mount Lady. There's a couple other people that we see. I'd like to get a sense of are those people all showed up at once. Do they just live in the immediate geographical area? Or how much are you friends and teammates with each other? Who are the other superheroes who these kids look up to? How do they want to emulate them? We, you know, what are the next steps for them? I like it. And I like the the show's focus on the kids and their powers. And it's not really gotten into like, the politics of heroism yet which is fine i like this immediate focus on just how do i learn to use my body adeptly and i think that right, yeah. that and the high school setting do go hand in hand with each other see, yeah. see melissa you, then you you need to watch season two season two does some of those things that you that you want it to do okay good it seems like it would like this is a show that like i i trust its storytelling like i think everything i want is something that it has you know, ready, yeah. just waiting. Like we're going to get there. Don't worry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, season season two, and obviously after season one, it gets longer because season one is kind of that introduction. It's it does try to do mm. too much in thirteen episodes. Where season two, I believe, is twenty five yeah. episodes. So it has a lot more time to do more things with every okay, everything and everybody. Good. Yeah. So yeah, it's we won't Agreed. mention it, but shout out to the small introduction to the League of Villains. Because yeah. I know people love the League of Villains in My Hero, so uh, uh, Tomura Shigaraki covered in hands, kind of, kind of creepy, but I'm, I'm there. So yeah, they have design. a lot of very yep. eerie villain designs. D- I'm excited draw. to see more of those guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, we won't mention the League of Villains, but they also obviously we didn't, we only saw like a couple of the really good villains, but the villains also they do a good job developing the villains as well. Yeah. Cool. So. Stuff, and that's that's my hero. I, well, I'm glad you guys overall yeah. enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah. I did not think Indeed. to love my hero as much as I do. But yeah, now I love it. And being on season four, <laughs> I'm going to be sad when we're caught up and there's not more to watch right away. Oh, oh well, I definitely know that feeling. So many uh, shows. Uh, so what we'd like to do next is recommendations. Uh, if you like My Hero Academia, what else might you like? I'll start with Melissa. Mm. Uh, the clear one for me is the movie Sky High, which yep. is, I think it's like a, like a, oh, it was produced by Disney or Nickelodeon, I forget. And it's written by the guys who did Kim Possible, I think. It was a, a live action movie from like 2005 about this kid whose parents are these amazing superheroes they're like the superman and wonder woman of this world and he's going to this high school for kids with superpowers but his hasn't developed yet 
And his parents are like, oh, don't worry. I mean, look at us. Of course, you're going to have a superpower. It hasn't kicked in yet. Don't worry. You're going to it'll it'll show up. Mm-hmm. And it's about him realizing how do I manage life in this superhero school when I don't have a power yet? And if I do get a power, I don't know what it's going to be. And he gets because he doesn't have a power yet, he gets sorted into hero support class, which is just sidekicks. Yep. <laughs> so it's there's rivalry between all these kids with these very clear outstanding great heroic powers like i shoot fireballs but he's in the class with like these misfit kids with weird powers like i turn into a guinea pig i glow in the dark i have these balls on the top of my head and i can throw them and they grow back (laughs) i don't know what they they do and you you bleed and you bleed (laughs) yeah sky i I, sky is really fun uh and this show also reminded me of the tick I think because it's got a similar sense of like we have people with very silly powers or like very odd, funny consequences to their powers. Like one of the villains in um, last year, we watched the Amazon Prime version of The Tick and The Tick yeah. has been a comic. It's been a Saturday morning cartoon. There was the Patrick Warburton one from the early 2000s. <laughs> we watched the Amazon Prime one last year. And like the villain of that is a character named Ms. Lint. And she's the super villainous with these like static electricity powers. Like she has some sort of a a device that like grounds her and that gets broken and she can't get it replaced. So the static electricity is now affecting her and she's just covered in lint and, <laughs> and the entire season. She's just things are sticking to her. She's giving herself a charge every time she touches something and it's yeah. terrible. <laughs> yeah, I think this reminded me of the tick because we have this bombastic, larger than life, very melodramatic superhero who looks like he has like antennas sticking out of his head. And then he's got this meek little apprentice who gets a superhero costume that looks like it has bunny ears. Like that's it's the Tick and Arthur again, but anime. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I think I so I, there, there's t- tons of things that I think I can recommend w- w- with this. I think classic Chris C- Claremont X Men. Uh, of just this like it's a superhero school it's a slice of life it's who likes who who has a crush on who but let's also go explore our powers and how do we work together as a team to learn how to be actual superheroes um i yeah i and i I think also with kitty pride being the like in character and she's just so wide-eyed and just like i love being here and i love having powers and stuff like that um is is a lot like deku uh i would also recommend gotham academy uh that's a book i've recommended many a times here on the show uh it's basically what if harry potter but if it happened in gotham city um So it's this school where kids can go. They don't all have powers and stuff, but it's that like creepy old school where you don't really know. Were were the stairs there yesterday? I don't know. I I don't remember (laughs) them being there. Uh, And some of them have super powers. There's some secrets that connect to uh, Arkham Asylum and and stuff like that. So I would recommend that as well. Um. Oh, last but not least, I would recommend maybe for a more teen slash adult audience, I would recommend Invincible. Um, yeah. From Image Comics. This is by Robert Kirkman, same guy who created The Walking Dead. Um, 
and it's his take on superheroes and it's wonderful it is bloody it it is a love it's a love letter to marvel and dc but then also has really really interesting twists on all of that stuff and also just leaves them behind in the dust if not just straight up destroys them and it's like they have no rules this is fun it is bloody it's violent it is great uh, and I know they are making an Amazon Prime, an Amazon Prime animated version of that as well, which I think is like out in a month, something. So, wow, that's um, what I would recommend. Alan, yeah, uh, <laughs> this could be so anything. You can, yeah, I was gonna say I don't, I don't have, direction. I don't have anything specifically tied to My Hero Academia. And I don't, I don't watch a whole lot of TV or movies, um. So I want it can be anything. I wanted to throw something. Yeah. Re- one time, <laughs> I wanted to throw something random out there for you. This is one of the earlier animes I watched in my second wave of anime. So this isn't like Dragon Ball Z or this is like mid two thousands anime, like two thousand five. Yeah. It is an anime. I believe with only one season. And it's called Oran High School Host Club. Host Club. Takes, yeah. Yes. Takes, this yep. is one of the few animes I have seen in my adult yeah, life. Yeah. I, I watched <laughs> this too because I guess I was I was into this at one point. And I thought about reading the manga, but I never did. Uh, just a rough thing that I pulled in the wiki. It is a uh, It follows a girl named Haruhi, a scholarship student at Oran High School, and the other members of the popular host club. The romantic comedy focuses on the relationships within and outside the club and satirizes the cliches and stereotypes that endure in shoujo manga. Pretty much, this girl goes to school. I believe she breaks an expensive vase or something, and she has to become a host, so they dress her up kind of like a boy, and all the other boys in the club just start having a crush on her, and it's as ridiculous as it sounds. At one point, twins fall for her what so yeah that's i'd I'd recommend that i have other recommendations but i might recommend those for the review show but my number one favorite anime i love more than my hero watch watch or read jojo's just just watch or read jojo's bizarre Bizarre adventure Adventure. how bizarre is this adventure you might have to you have to find (laughs) out how bizarre could this adventure be yeah uh, well, good. Those are some great recommendations. Next up, we are going to be pitching what we will do for this next week yeah. on the show. So, what do I get? Alan, you can just c- kind of sit back and relax for, for a second. Kyle, I've been doing that this Here. whole time. There you go. Good stuff. <laughs> it's a chill just day. Keeping it real. Uh, so I don't have a theme or something like that. I just wanted to get a good grab bag of stuff that we could do for this next week. Um, so pitch number one is something I've been interested in watching for a little while. I remember hearing about it when it first, uh, started to come out, but then it kind of fell off of my radar, I believe. Mm -hmm. So the... First pitch I want to do is Primal. This is Gendy Tartakovsky's Primal, uh, which is available on HBO Max. Um, And it is 
it's set in an anachronistic and fantastical prehistoric-like world. The premise is a bond between a caveman and a tyrannosaurus uh, named Spear and Fang wow. in the production notes and cre- credits, respectively, who struggle to survive as they encounter the various dangerous fauna and people that live in their world. Uh, if you are an animation nerd, I know you know the name Gendy Tartakovsky. Uh, he's behind uh, such things like Samurai Jack and uh, the the original Star Wars Clone Wars cartoon. Not the yeah. computer animated um, one, but he's done that. I think he did Dexter's Lab and stuff too i think he yeah like consulted on powerpuff girls i know he didn't make it but yeah i yeah i think he was like a a, he directed some episodes of it yeah yeah stuff like that um and then he's he's done some comics too i i've i've seen but uh this uh this is a a show that i have not seen i think it, it aired on adult swim uh back back when it was coming out so that's pitch number one primal how long is it how many episodes Ten episodes half an hour okay yeah okay pitch number two is a movie melissa that you happen to mention on friday if i'm not mistaken pitch number two is the devil all the time uh this is a netflix original Mm. movie with tom holland uh as well as uh what's his name who's gonna be the next batman robert pattinson oh robert pattinson he's in this one as well this is set in rural southern ohio and west virginia the devil all the time follows a cast of compelling and bizarre characters from the end of world war ii to the 1960s uh there's willard russell a tormented veteran of the carnage in the south pacific who can't save his beautiful wife charlotte from an agonizing death by cancer no matter how much sacrificial blood he pours on his prayer log there's carl and sandy Mm. henderson a husband and wife team of serial killers who troll America's highways wow. searching for suitable models to photograph and exterminate. Uh, there's the spider-handling pr- preacher, Roy, and his c- crippled virtuoso guitar-playing sidekick, Theodore, running from the law. And what? caught in the middle of all of this is Arvin Eugene Russell. Willard and Charlotte's Willard and Charlotte's orphaned son who grows up to be a good but also violent man in his own right. Mm. There you go. Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't really know much about this. I don't know how well this was received. I remember it coming out. Um, yeah. I remember there being some meme about Robert Pattinson's uh, yes. very bad accent. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I think it'll be an inter- interesting one. Yes. So that is pitch number two, the devil all the time. Pitch number three, however... Uh, is one that I think needs no introduction 
this is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the IDW Collection, <laughs> Volume 1. This is available <gasps> on Comixology Unlimited. Uh, it collects 12 issues of the ongoing Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle series from IDW, as well as um, the Raphael, Michelangelo, Donatello, Leonardo, and Splinter uh, one-shots. Uh, so I, it's, it's about 17 issues total, but it is hmm. uh, it is the start of this book. It is not the original. However, uh, it is the okay. TM, the the. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles co-creator uh, Kevin Eastman and writer Tom Waltz uh, guiding the readers through a groundbreaking new origin and into epic tales of courage, loyalty, and family. Hmm. There you go. So the one of the original creators is still involved in writing this this newer take on when are when are these from this is from well it says the hardcover came out in 2015 so okay probably like late 2014 early 2015 is when this was coming out hardcovers are better anyways there you go there you go so pitch number one primal available on hbo max pitch number two the devil all the time available on netflix and pitch number three teenage mutant ninja turtles the idw collection volume one available on comics these are Unlimited. interesting pitches i feel like i'd pick all of these at a different time if you catch me on the right week there you go i think because we've just finished uh, a tv series and then the week after this, we're going to be going back to Halt and Catch Fire for season three. True. So I think uh, just in the interest of time and not like watching a bunch of TV episodes or reading a bunch of comic chapters again, uh, I'm going to take it easy with the devil all the time. I feel like pacing wise, I could do with a week where I just watch a movie. There you go. <laughs> Sounds good to me. I'm excited for that one. Um, Alan. Yes. You had to pick. What one would you yeah. have picked of those three? What is Alan's Primal, choice? The Devil All the Time, or Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? Well, I, I definitely was I was not feeling te- Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, but <sighs> I feel like I'm gonna have to give it to Primal. Okay. okay. I That's Primal was I very picked. tempting. Good. I just didn't want to watch like I don't so much tv in such a concentrated no i know i know time. that's what i was like that's i was fair. like i mean because I, I looked at it and i was like oh primal episodes 10 i was like i could do that yeah mm-hmm. not that bad so that is what we will be up to this next week we will be watching the devil all the time once again that's available on netflix uh for next week and like melissa mentioned the week after that we will be returning to halt and catch fire to discuss season three as we continue our like end of the month coverage uh on 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 that we do our special end of the month let's watch one big long series and do all of that stuff so mm-hmm. uh, i do have to give a shout a shout out or i i guess well wishes uh it was a couple of days ago i think that chris Kentwell found out that his wife now has COVID, uh, and he is oh. baffled that he does not ha- have it and is 
kids don't yeah. have it. They all tested negative. Um, but that the same thing happened to my parents. My mom got it, but my dad never did. Um, oh. So what was yeah, this? Strange. Uh, this was over winter break. Um, <laughs> stuff like that. I, I thought totally I mentioned is. it on on on. on I don't think so. I'm secondhand, very concerned about the well-being of your parents, whom I've never met. <laughs> yeah, so uh, hope, hopefully she has a quick recovery and everything is okay mm-hmm. with that. So there you go. Go. It's okay. Uh, I I made I made a really solid tweet on Twitter, so I feel I feel good about it. <laughs> well, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Okay, uh, Alan, thank you for joining us this week on the show. Thank you. You are welcome back anytime you'd you'd like to join. Yeah, um, and as well on the Captain's Log too. So of hopefully course. we'll be seeing some more of you on those shows as well. But where I'll can the ch- people find you? Uh, you can. Uh, well, I mean, I just said it. You could actually follow me at Alan Busby at Twitter, and you can see if my new tweets right up your alley. You know, everyone's uh, posting those uh, fourteen hundred dollars stimulus check memes. So I decided to do my own take on it. So you know, you can follow me there and see some probably subpar content over there, or you can watch me at Twitch at Twitch.tv/slash/SGPKK, where I play games and I try not to die. Where I go. don't, I don't die. <laughs> Good stuff. And Melissa, where can the people find you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at WilkyWit. That's W-I-L-K-Y-W-I-T. And you can listen to my other podcast, Saturday Morning Obscurities, where me and my brother Jams talk about weird old kids shows you feel like only you remember. Mm-hmm. Uh, our most recent episode, I think, was Cubics, Robots for Everyone. Good stuff. I remember that. Yeah. (laughs) Only you remember that, Alan. (laughs) I remember those. There you go. That's good. That's good. You guys can find me at Yo Kyle Springer on Twitter. And if you guys want to stay up to date with all of the shows we do here at The Whatnots, we are at The Whatnots on Twitter. So go like, share, and subscribe. Go do all of that stuff. Uh, go leave a nice review if you have some kind words to say. We mm-hmm. could use some ratings and reviews uh, wherever you get your podcasts. That would help us out a ton. Uh, but with that, we will be back next week for The Devil All the Time. This has been number 148 of the What Not Review Show. We will see you all say, next week. Say it. Bye. Say it. No, say it. Plus say it. Ultra. Plus Ultra. Plus Ultra. <laughs> Ha <laughs> ha!